This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Belota. Belota's global marketing prominence and quality-made products create confidence for today's tillage, planting, and seeding practices. Choose Belota for wide-ranging product selection and high customer satisfaction. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. On May 1st, Monsanto announced it was terminating its agreement to sell precision planting to John Deere. The deal had been held up in a court battle based on a complaint the U.S. Department of Justice received from a competing manufacturer in August. In addition to the precision planting deal, two other related agreements were also terminated, including the digital collaboration agreement between Deere and the Climate Corporation, a division of Monsanto. Technology editor Jack Semlaka will have more details on the data side of the deal later in the program. Also ending is an agreement that would have allowed AgLeader to expand access to and distribution of certain precision planting products and technologies. We reached out to attorney Todd Jansen of Jansen Agricultural Law to get his take on the news. He speculates there are two possible reasons the deal was terminated. He says perhaps it was the pressure from the Department of Justice that led Deere and Monsanto to conclude that the trial was too risky and too publicly messy to go through. Trial is long, expensive process where much company time and energy is spent worrying about an uncertain outcome. Or he adds, perhaps Monsanto realized that it has enough worries currently with the pending merger to Bayer. If there is one thing that complicates a merger, it's having an uncertainty out there like trial against the DOJ, followed by appeals. I'm sure Monsanto is getting its house in order for the merger, and this was just one more thing, he says. As for potential precision planting buyers, Jansen points to Agco, CNH, or Kinsey as the most likely because they have the established planting lines and distribution networks that could easily incorporate precision planting technologies. But Kubota's acquisition of Great Plains suggests that a foreign company could also be a suitor. He says there's a number of foreign ag equipment manufacturers that would probably love this opportunity. This week's dealers on the move include William Noby and Company and Simpson Farm Enterprises. John Deere dealer William Noby and Company acquired McLean Implements' five stores in Wayne City, Norris City, Flora, Benton, and Albion, Illinois. This brings William Noby's total locations to 12 throughout Missouri and Illinois. Simpson Farm Enterprises announced its opening its fifth Apache sprayer dealership in Grand Island, Nebraska. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. One of the more interesting elements of John Deere's planned acquisition of precision planting from parent company Monsanto involved the data collection capabilities provided by the hardware. The cancellation of the deal included a digital collaboration agreement between Deere and the Climate Corporation, which would have allowed for sharing of agronomic data between Deere's operations center and Climate's field view platform. While Deere would have acquired the hardware side of precision planting, the data collection aspect would have remained with Monsanto. Had the equipment sale gone through, several precision dealers suggested the outcome could have given Monsanto access to the majority of planting data being collected in the market. Steve Cubbage, owner of Record Harvest, a precision planting dealer in Nevada, Missouri, says he wasn't surprised the acquisition fell apart but he expects the data component will be a bargaining chip in negotiations with other potential buyers. 
Monsanto says they don't want to be in the precision hardware business. They, in my opinion, they never did. They bought precision to gain access to the data. And I think even with the Deere deal, that was still the caveat is that, well, we'll sell you the hardware business, but we retain rights to whatever data flows through that technology. I think that's going to be the carrot and the stick negotiations moving forward because the last thing Monsanto will want to give up is access to that flow of data coming through that hardware. It remains to be seen how the termination of the sale will disrupt Monsanto's long-term plans on the data collection side, but the company has stated it still intends to sell Precision Planting's equipment business valued at $190 million. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Jack. Two of North America's largest dealership groups reported their first quarter earnings this week. On May 9th, Rocky Mountain, Case IH's largest dealer group in Canada, reported first quarter sales of $209.9 million, up 10.8% versus last year. Ben Chernievsky, analyst with Raymond James, says, Rocky has also shown positive trends in inventory management. The first quarter of 2017 is the sixth quarter of year-over-year -year inventory reductions. Management has indicated that 2016's focus on inventory reduction, which negatively impacted margins, will now shift toward margin improvement. On May 11th, Service Equipment, John Deere's largest dealer group in Canada, reported first quarter revenues of $231.1 million, up 11% over the first quarter of 2016. During the first quarter, equipment sales accounted for $158.7 million in revenue, up 13.6% year-over-year. Parts revenue was up about 9% at $49.2 million, service revenue was flat at $19.2 million, and rentals accounted for $4.1 million, a drop of 1.2%. On April 27th, CNH Industrial reported its first quarter revenues were up 5.8% year-over-year. Revenue from the sale of ag equipment for the quarter was $2.35 billion, up 10.5% versus the first quarter of last year. North American ag equipment sales were nearly flat at down 0.4%. Europe, Middle East, and Asia also saw a slight decline in sales at down 2%. Latin America saw a big jump in sales during the first quarter at up 67%, and Asia-Pacific sales increased 32% in the quarter. Commenting on the results, Seaport Global Analyst Michael Schliske said, We turned incrementally more positive following the call, as we got the sense that CNHI's results were skewing toward the higher end of the range. The company could take its outlook up next quarter depending on a few key items. These include the status of government financing subsidies in Brazil, macro-political conditions in other key markets such as France, and FX rates. We would add fundamental ag risk to the list given the potential for continued oversupply of crops. CNHI also suggested that it might be the wrong time of year and point in the cycle to get bullish on ag in April. On April 28th, ACO reported its first quarter sales were $1.63 billion, an increase of 4.4% year-over-year. North American sales were $383 million, down 6.3% year-over-year. South American sales were up 54.1% year-over-year at $222 million. Europe and the Middle East saw flattish sales at $893 million for the quarter, and Asia-Pacific Africa sales jumped 21.1% year-over-year for a total of $130 million. Commenting on ACO South American sales, Anne Deegan, managing director at JP Morgan, said in a note, growth was driven by the improving political landscape in Brazil and more supportive government policies in crop production in Argentina. 
South American unit retail tractor sales are expected to be up 15% in 2017. This past week has been an earnings week with a number of ag equipment makers releasing their quarterly earnings reports. Trimble announced its first quarter revenue was $613.9 million, up 5% versus the first quarter of 2016. Revenue for the Resources and Utilities Division, which includes agriculture, was $119.9 million, also up 5%. Ag tire maker Titan International reported its net sales for the first quarter were $357.5 million, an increase of 11% year-over-year. Overall sales volume was up 4% in the quarter, driven by higher volumes in both the ag and consumer segments. Ag segment revenue was $180.5 million, up 18% versus the first quarter of 2016. On May 4th, Alamo Group reported record net sales and net income for the first quarter. First quarter net income was $12.2 million, an increase of 40%, while net sales for the quarter were $215.4 million, an increase of 2.1% year-over-year. The Ag Division's net sales were up 6.4% at $51.8 million. And now from the Implement and Tractor Archives. In 2009, a restored 1963 John Deere 4010 tractor was unveiled at Graceland. The tractor, a row crop diesel, came with the property Elvis Presley purchased from Jack Adams in 1967. The tractor was sold by Planters Tractor, which today is known as Parker Tractor. The Deere wasn't the only tractor Elvis had at Graceland. The first tractor he had was a mid-sized International Harvester Model 300, which the Davidson family caught him driving on film while driving from St. Louis to Florida. The video surfaced in 2007 when Bruce Marin posted it on YouTube. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessonermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 